0: News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio. Where you want it, when you want it. Good morning. Welcome to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I'm Jay Thomas with me, like always, Rick and Jill Van Dijvendyk today.
1: Good morning. Morning. morning, morning. How are you? I'm, um, great. great.
0: Yeah?
2: That's good. Had a beautiful week of weather.
1: It's been amazing. I mean, just being able to go outside and walk, yeah, it's a little slushy and your feet get wet, but just enjoying nature, yep. hearing the birds chirp. I've actually been hearing a lot about people bird watching. and oh, Really? I'm yep. having little chickadees come eat out of their hands, those types of things. Oh, happening. that's nice. Yes. Cool.
0: And uh, everybody's back in the studio here today to take your questions. This is great. We've kind of had the scattered cast for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> People away sick, this, that, and the other thing. So one 332 8255 That's where you can join the conversation. Uh, you can text that number or you can call it as well. And calls always get to trump everything. They're the ones we're going to grab first. Love to get the calls on. If something didn't go right in your yard this past summer, uh, could be vegetables, flowers, trees, shrubs, the lawn, bugs, Birds,
1: whatever. House plants,
0: house plants, of course, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, you know what? That's it's a good time to ask to make a plan for next yep. year, how to fix or remedy that that uh, scenario. What happened? Uh, what is happening in the greenhouse
2: right now? Well, right now it is full on Christmas. Yeah, Christmas.
1: the Christmas music is going. You walk into the greenhouse and you take a deep breath, and you can smell all the Christmas trees. Green. Some people say, "Do you guys spray fragrance in here?" <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, you can
2: always tell the people that have artificial trees yeah they're the ones. Come into the greenhouse, and they step one step into the greenhouse, and they just go. You watch, you watch your chest rise, and they take yeah. a deep breath.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible smell.
2: I have to come in here once a year. They say I got to just
0: get this. I got to get this smell. <laughs> I was even walking into a big box store yesterday, Canadian Tire. Yep, and I'm just strolling along. I'm not paying attention to anything. Uh, walking through the door, I get a whiff. <sighs> What's that? And I turn around and look and they've got Christmas trees outside, like in a yeah, little, yeah. a little fenced off yeah. area, you know, for sale. But even that smell outside was, was so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine being in the greenhouse where there's yep. hundreds and hundreds of them.
1: Yeah. And a lot of independent garden centers, we actually hang our Christmas tree. So it, it's open up. You can mm-hmm. see what it looks like and kind of make it an experience for you and your family and go out and pick the perfect Christmas tree. Well, you get year. to see what it's going to look like yeah, open, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's yeah. always the, the gamble when you buy one that's wrapped up. And sometimes you get lucky and you get a good one. Sometimes you get one where like, well,
2: we're going to turn that side to the back, you know. <laughs> well, when it's tied yeah. up, yeah, it's hard to see. And then
1: oh, there's all the other Christmas, um, Christmas things. There's the Amaryllis, which is a beautiful Christmas bulb that yeah. will bloom in time for Christmas. Um, the poinsettias, which if you have questions about your poinsettias or you're trying to get it to rebloom, call us into the show. Um, we can sort of go over a few of those things as well. Um, little cypress trees, which are like little green Christmas trees that you can have. Those are also great for care homes. Maybe someone can't, doesn't have room for a Christmas tree in their mm-hmm, homes. Yeah. Um, so we're having lots of those. Um, and then we actually are having people come in, um, looking for rare house plants as gifts as well, too. So oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So there's just like, I, I think that, People think, oh, in the greenhouses in the garden centers, there's nothing going on in the greenhouse in the winter time, mm-hmm, and yeah. there is so much happening in the winter time, and it's bustling, and but, people are excited about. It's cold outside, so they want to come into the little bit of the tropics in the greenhouse.
2: And then, then what you know, garden centers right across Saskatchewan, you know, even your even your local garden center. I mean, what are you going to get for grandma and grandpa, right? For, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, there's greenhouses across Saskatchewan. They all have gift cards and that kind of stuff for yeah. flowers in the spring. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's there's garden centers and and and, and um and uh, chain stores whatever they have they have things like gift cards like I said they have pruners you know i mean if you want to get a good pair of pruners for your for that's on my list right and so get a good pair of pruners like a pair of corona or falcos you know yeah. they're going to last forever they're going to hand it down to their grandchildren you know basically and uh, uh but then they're just a good pair of pruners that's one of those things every spring I get them out and I go, oh, these old stupid things. But
0: I don't use them often enough. I I do want a good pair. I absolutely do. Because then I like, I use them and they're awful and dull and you kind of get through it and you put them back in the drawer and throw them back in the bottom of the, you know, the bin and forget about it. Until yep. the next time you need them, and you yep. go, Oh, these stupid things again. Well, and
1: and, <laughs> and that's, having that's, a sharp pair of pruners is really important too, because if you have a jagged cut on your pruning edge, you're gonna get more disease and yeah. bacteria mm, into see? your cuts. And both too.
2: The, you know, the things like Corona and the Falco pruners, they, 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 they keep their edge way better. You know, they're 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 very good pruners and not just like better said, built, better quality. They're not they won't they won't get on a bigger branch, they're not gonna snap in half. And if I need <laughs> to
1: take my pruners and to get them sharpened, what where would I do that?
2: Uh, you can basically take. There's lots of places that sharpen knives for you, and all uh, so the places that sharpens knives will probably sharpen them. Sharpen them as well, or you can just take them places like the rental stores and that kind of stuff. They sharpen all kinds of tools, so you okay. can right. do that. Awesome. Right. Okay. Good. So some of the other uh, gifts you can get. is uh, We always talk about in in uh, at garden talk here about you know trying to be a little more eco friendly. And so if you want to stop insects in your yard, what's the best way? I mean, invite birds in your yard. So what you can get is just different things like bird feeders or, or, uh,
1: bird bath. or
2: bird baths. You have water in your yard and especially in the spring, mm-hmm. you're going to attract the birds that are going to say, okay, there's water here. I'm going to make a nest here. Yeah. And then that way you'll be able to attract the robins, which will keep a lot of the ground, you know, the bugs out of the, out of the, out of the garden. And then even things like mini greenhouses um set up a little tiny mini greenhouses there's ones that stand up the little three or four shelves on them yep. and you put lights in them everybody wants to grow their own herbs and everything else start and it's going to be plants. seed
1: starting season before we know it we usually Absolutely. start that around january february
2: we got seed kits right now that mm-hmm. in the garden centers and you'll see people getting in the ready for place that, that are, no they're doing like things like their vegetables like lettuce oh wow Growing lettuce yeah. all winter long i mean we, we have a whole about,
1: winter seed program now. we talk
2: about how to how you can't the expensive of how to get lettuce and it's hard to get and that kind of stuff so we'll talk about more as we go here about christmas gifts
0: absolutely uh we've got uh, paul gonna hang on the line one second paul we're gonna get to your call shortly talking about bird feed yes kind of ties what we were talking yep. about before but uh let's go to Choice Land right now and talk to tom good morning tom hi there you want to talk about uh your potatoes having some issues right
3: Right, right, like the scabby potatoes you were mentioning. I th- I thought I heard you mention before something about manure is not good for that, or
2: too much manure. That, that's why right. too much too much compost or too much manure where your potatoes are going to be because potatoes fix their own nitrogen, but they tend to will get very scabby if uh, if it, and also we got to make sure is that a lot of people make the mistake of saying okay I got a good spot where I in the corner where I grow my potatoes. It might even be in the back alley along the fence. But if you keep planting potatoes every year in the same spot, that's where you'll get trouble. So rotating your spots where you put your potatoes is very important.
3: Yeah, I guess like doing that with crops in the field. Yeah, it's sure. No
2: different. No different. Like McCain's, let's say, you know, they grow all the potatoes, they're big grower potatoes. They don't own very much land. They rent it and they, they lease it from, from other farmers, which, you know, they'll put a crop of potatoes in one year, and then the next year the farmer will put another type of of, of, uh, of crop in there for the next two years. Third year, the, the the potato growers will go back into that field again.
3: Yes, because I got a farmer here that does He, he uh, grows potatoes for McCain's. Yep. Yes.
2: Hmm. Right on. Yeah, there you go.
3: Yep. And but and then I was wondering about the praying mantis. Do I have to order them now? Because last year you guys ran
2: out when I wanted. Yeah, I just, we'll usually have them in if you, if you order them. Uh, they usually don't come in until um, usually the end of April, beginning of May, when yeah. it's warm enough to let them release them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, usually, if you order them by March or April, then you'll you'll be able to have them when they come in in May.
3: So stay okay, tuned. So that's a good thing. Then to pre-order them, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because they're a live thing, we can't keep them forever, obviously. So, uh, uh, and they so, have a season too. And they have a season as well, so. Yeah,
3: yeah. and I'm sure that, um, uh, I probably can't buy them in PA. Probably Prince Albert. Probably. Uh,
2: there's different stores. Even the pet stores are starting to handle them now. So uh, because the, everybody's getting more and more into using the beneficial insects to be able to be able to control insects in their yards. So you can watch the pet stores. You can watch the garden centers. They're becoming, like I said, all this, all this um, beneficial.
3: Bring in my people.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. Or take a nice road trip and come visit us. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: I got an uncle that was there. My sister's have to go for a doctor, but. So Perfect. I, yeah, there you go. i'd
0: like to get some <laughs> there you go all right thanks for your call today tom appreciate thank it thank you very much yep. have a good day you guys. too i love your program oh thank you all right bye-bye Bye. 1-877-332-8255 we're gonna take a quick break paul we're gonna get to your text or pardon me your call right away so we're gonna take a break check the text line talk to paul about some bird feed in a second here too tweety bird is coming in i'm jay thomas <laughs> with jill and rick van divendijk this is garden talk on 980 cjme and 650 ckom Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk. I'm Jay Thomas with Jill and Rick Van Dive Dyke. We're here to take your calls, one 332 8255 getting into the Christmas spirit of things uh, as we get ready for that. But we're going to go to our phone lines right now and talk to Paul, who's been waiting patiently here in Saskatoon. Good
4: morning, Paul. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Pretty good. You? Good, thanks. Yeah, Jill, I, you were talking about the chickadees. I just had to call in on... Uh, on. I make my own suet.
1: Oh, amazing. Can you share your recipe with us?
4: I would love to. Awesome. Um, you know, it, it's expensive in the store, and you get a little brick. And uh, for, for many years, what you do is you take a pound of lard. Mm-hmm. It's like about $1.47. And you melt that in a pot, and you take a couple of spoonfuls of peanut butter. You put that in the pot. You get it all mixed up, and then you put it outside. Oh, and so it's, it's just, lard, down, it's and just lard
1: and peanut butter.
4: Lard and peanut butter—that's
1: all it is. Okay, I've and heard some people adding maybe some sunflower seeds or cornmeal. What do you think about that?
4: Uh, I used to, but that just gets kicked out onto the ground. I give them seed also. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they get the seed in in the in the feeder. So as it's as it's getting cool and and starting to freeze, you just keep on mixing it and mixing it and mixing it until it's frozen. Then you scoop it out and you put it in an onion bag and hang it from a tree. Okay. Now, in the time that you were at in the commercial break, I, I counted thirty.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> no that, now, chickadees or what kind of birds are at your suet cakes?
4: I get uh, the the red headed uh, woodpeckers are in there. Yep. All day long, they're <laughs> in there. Cool. But right now, it just seems to be the chickadees. Like I said, they they just go crazy on this.
2: Yeah, they love it, and it gives it's them lots seen, of lots of energy for the wintertime, especially
4: beautiful energy. Yeah. It's lo- that's food for them. It's yep. heat. Yep. And when it's really really cold, that's what's going to keep them alive. Yep. And I, I I just hope like and again, it's very inexpensive. I th- I think it's a dollar forty seven for a pound of lard. Well, yeah. And then a cup couple of couple of uh, scoops of peanut butter, and they they love it. Perfect. Uh, depending on how many, this one that I've just put in, it's lasted uh, three weeks.
2: <laughs> there you go. Well, that's pretty good. Yes.
4: Oh, and they just go crazy on this stuff.
2: Great entertainment.
4: Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Plus, you're feeding them. Yeah. This yep. is good food. Yeah, absolutely. Food. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, Paul. So much. Thank All you right. Very much. Thanks for joining the conversation,
0: yep. Paul. Take care. Merry
2: Christmas. <laughs> 1-877-332-8255. Yeah, that great idea that, great. Just like Paul there, if you have some ideas of how what you do to, to attract birds to your yard, um, with recipes like that, that's awesome. That's well, great.
1: the Nature Society here in Saskatoon, and most areas have a Nature Society, yeah. so you can go online and look at the Nature Society in your area. But um, coming up December 3rd, they actually are driving out south of Saskatoon, mm-hmm. and they're doing a bird count. Oh, so yep, that's going to be happening. They're meeting at the Western Valley museum together, bring a lunch, dress warm, driving about 100 kilometers, they're going to be looking for eagles and geese and all sorts of different types of birds. I think that one,
2: they usually go up around the Gardner Dam at that time of the year, I think. I'm pretty sure that's where they head to.
1: And then they start their Christmas bird counts, and that is coming up December um, 7th. Um, So those ones are starting to come up. Those bird counts, you you can register for, you can do them solo, or you can do them with a group. So just some different ways that you can get involved with the community and uh, sort of help us sort of count the birds in the areas, figure out which birds are still around, um, yeah. and which birds are maybe. Still so that's the first struggling. one, and,
2: and those bird counts go around Saskatchewan right up until about the I think around the tenth of January. So there's yeah. different times. So you go on to the Saskatchewan Nature Society, and you can check um where those are coming in your area.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I was I wanted to go back to something we talked about a little bit earlier. Sure. So house plants right now. Are you yeah. finding you know Christmas is kind of on, so that's a kind of a, a big going force in the garden center. But are you guys finding that uh, uh, that during the winter you're selling a lot of house plants people are craving that sort of green inside is that
1: is that true or? Yeah, we usually find that things pick up usually around September. Um, as soon as people move indoors, yeah. um, people will want to get some green. And actually, you know what? It is proven that the house plants will clean the air inside. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even someone who has a desk or is working indoors, having a house plant in your area, you should have at least one house plant per hundred square feet feet of home. Yeah. Um, in your house to clean the air properly, and uh, so house plants is not only something just like aesthetic or something to do for your do for. Um, Job, like so that it looks good or a hobby it's also something that's good for your health Yeah, as well. no
2: doubt NASA does all kinds of experiments up in the space stations and that kind of stuff for bringing plants up there for ways of cleaning the air yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely if so, you just
1: renovated you have paint smells in your air you oh, yeah, to take that smell out of your home mm-hmm. faster
2: ethylene is a big one that they take out yeah, to load of exactly. plants so we'll take out of the air
0: I think I got I don't know. My house is like 1,200 square feet. I definitely have more than 12 plants. i mean, all right. Yeah.
1: Good. See, you're starting.
0: Yeah. So, what I was going to ask though is now with winter time, yeah. when you're going to go pick up a house plant. Now, if you go to a garden center such as Dutch Growers, yep. you know, it's going to be wrapped up properly for transport in the winter months, yes. but it's a really big, important thing. Yep. So, what yeah. is the proper way? Because you, know you can what? also buy lots of house plants at big box stores or other sure. places, yep. and there's not a lot of people to help you with that stuff. No.
1: So, that's a really good point, especially right now that we're getting getting into the stores where they don't even provide plastic bags or yeah, anything like right. that anymore, right? So what should you bring with you um, to a garden center or to a store so that we could eliminate some of the, the trash and the garbage that maybe is a single use um, thing? So um, at our garden center, if it's, if it's about minus five, we will wrap the plant in paper. Um, the paper is going to protect the plant. If it's below minus five, we actually put a, a second layer, a coat jacket on it. So we wrap it in paper first and then we put a layer of like a a dry cleaner bag and now we have decompos- decomposable dry cleaner bags mm, we yeah. can get. Um, but it's important to put the paper on before the plastic. If you just put plastic straight on, and I see a lot of people doing this, they'll just grab a bag or a garbage bag in a box store and yep. throw that on their plant. That's actually going to stick to the plant if yeah. there's no air pocket in there and it's going to cause more damage in Ooh, the Otherwise, if
2: you're going to use a plastic bag, because that's all you have, get a bigger plastic bag, right? Wrap it, Bundle it up and blow air in it so you'll blow it up like a balloon. Yeah, okay. So that the the plastic's not touching the edge of the plant.
1: Or what some people will do is I'll see them bring like a bed sheet or a pillowcase if it's a smaller plant, and then you set the plant into that piece of cloth, and then you can wrap it with plastic. Mm, Um, uh, Rubbermaid containers work really good. That's how they transfer orchids to the different orchid shows. They just put them in a Rubbermaid container and put... Put paper in around them just to sort of hold them into place. So um, a lot of people might be coming with boxes. So bring
0: bring the bring the pop paper or the the Rubbermaid. Put get the lid with it, obviously, yep. and yep. that'll keeps the air enough air inside to keep of it warm. A people
2: that in the clubs, like the Orchid Club, and that kind of stuff. Yep. that's what they use the big yep. rubber maids and they take them when they go to their to their to their stores or their shows and that kind of stuff. Right.
1: But if you have a box, um, yep. a large box, you can bring a box into a yep. into a store with you and and fill it up that way with plants. Um, so the cardboard will add for, for a little bit of insulation for right. Them. Then awesome. if it's
2: really cold, it's just like that Ikea commercial.
1: Start the car! Yeah, right.
2: That's the th- other thing. Make
1: sure it's the last thing on your list to do, or ask yeah. the store if they will hold the plants to you until you're finished doing all your running around, and then come back and pick it up right before you go home. Do not leave the plants in the car. Remember, they are tropical plants. Their cells will start bursting if they get too cold, and then they'll turn black on you. Right. So it's really important.
0: Some of them are more picky than others, too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. What, what are some of the ones that do the best with cooler temperatures. Cooler. Well,
1: some, some different ferns will do better with cooler temperatures. It really depends on how well that plant has like been acclimatized. Cause sometimes that plant has been in a warm greenhouse environment for a really long time. And then you also take it down to like minus 30. Well, any plant at that point in time is going to get mm-hmm. shocked. Um, so uh, it's just, it's just sort of watching, watching those things. Whereas maybe early spring when we're doing a lot of growing in the greenhouses and venting lots and bringing that temperature down to probably 10 degrees consistently. Yep those tropical plants are going to be a little bit more climatized. They might be able to handle the cold weather a little bit better.
0: Yeah. It's like we had coleus that my wife had kept over the winter. We put it out in the spring uh, had a bunch of damage right away because it was warm but wasn't that warm yeah. Yeah. whereas at the end of the year that coleus was yeah. tough like it was yeah. it only went when we got a hard frost yeah. it exactly. even it even took like minus two or three mm-hmm. without damage
1: yeah and you'll see that in the spring with your potato vine all of those types of plants right. they get soft in the early spring but in the fall when it gets cold you're like how come they're not they're, well, they're tough again they're what tough. they
2: have to remember though too is that your plants are going to lose some leaves anyways because they're changing environment you know from a green house to the yeah. house, so that might not mean they're damaged, it just might mean they're just adjusting to the different light conditions. Yeah, we can okay? talk
1: about more about acclimatizing yeah. too when we get back. Yeah. Let's do that.
2: Okay, we're going to d- take a news update right now.
0: More to come, One eight seven seven 332 You're listening to Garden Talk on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. Good morning! Welcome to Garden Talk on 650 C K O M and 980 C J M E, and thanks for joining us here. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick. Uh, if you're looking for something to do today, the
2: Santa Claus Parade is in Saskatoon. There you go. Santa
1: yes. Claus is coming to town. Ooh, you
2: can sing too, Jill. Look at that, many talents. <laughs> hey. I think I think it was Regina this morning, right? As well. I uh, yeah, I'm, believe I'm pretty you're right. sure it was yep. Regina this morning, and then he does the quick zip. We'll over to Saskatoon and does Saskatoon as well. Yep. Pretty easy flight for Santa. I he remember can do the whole being world in, in the Santa
1: night. Claus parade every year. Do you remember, Dad, yeah. dressing us up warm and we yep. used to do our baton twirling? The baton twirling, yeah. To get part of the, yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Jay, yep. why are you laughing? It's baton. a great sport. <laughs> Um, we had so much fun doing it, and... It's a time um, warp
0: back to the 1980s right yeah, there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Baton and I, you know
1: what? Um, we had so much fun doing it and being involved in something like that. And you know what? Today is so warm. It's like the perfect day to get out there and twirl batons at a Santa Claus
2: parade. I, and
0: twirl batons, uh, I, I, yes.
2: I watched a lot of practices um, at Brenda's school of baton dance <laughs> and uh, watching uh, my two girls doing all their baton twirling. And, <laughs> tap dance and ballet and everything else. Yeah, we had lots of fun. Sign of the times. That's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. Do they even do baton they anymore? They absolutely
1: do. Do they? Yeah. Okay. If you look it up, it's actually becoming bigger and bigger Is and bigger. It? Wow, yeah. okay.
0: I had no idea. We
1: would travel and be a part of nationals, and go to there. Are people go out to worlds for baton twirling. So yeah. it's actually quite a sport, and it, it requires quite a bit of athletic. Oh, oh, do. yeah,
0: I know. No, doubt, no well, doubt. Well, it
2: used to be the big rivalry between the Regina Buffalo Gals and and uh, Brenda School of Baton, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And, and it used to be the big rival between those. And they, well, and they used to be the both of them used to always go to to worlds all the time oh because gosh. there was there was that big of a rivalry. They were they were good. They were well, we're
0: expecting maybe a little bit of snow today, and then overnight and then tomorrow so
1: it's perfect it might be
0: perfect you know snowfall and
1: See Santa. Yeah, it's it's a perfect time to see Santa. And while we're thinking about Santa coming again, it's it's also a good time to start thinking about that shopping list for your yeah. for your gardeners and uh, different things that we can we can get for the, the gardeners. Rick, do you have any well, ideas? Before,
2: yeah, before we we're talking about remember the little mini greenhouse because everybody's yes. getting into growing their own herbs mm-hmm. and even lettuces and all that kind of stuff. And on top of that, then also the if you want to get something that you know that they don't have or something like that is is a grow light, but there's LED grow lights now. So right. you can be more conservative in power and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that works really good. Get an LED grow light and then now you can grow your lettuce all winter long. And right? making
1: sure that you get enough grow lights for what you're growing. Because remember the grow yeah. lights have to be set up about 10 yeah. to 12 inches from the plant. Yeah. So it's not just a grow light hanging above the space. It would be like a grow light on each shelf. And so
2: if you have one of these the mini greenhouses, which are you know, they're basically about anywhere from two to three feet wide. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're usually about three or four feet, five feet high, and they have different shelves in them. So then you put a a light underneath each shelf, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, you can you have a little growth chamber that you can grow your herbs and everything else all winter long. Yeah, you can also
1: get little fans that go into those greenhouses too, which is really important. Getting that air movement in there so that you're not having any funguses growing. um, And and they're just little ones,
2: little fans, right? Exactly,
1: yeah, they're perfect. So
2: also, we talked also about how it all summer long, people ask me about what's going on in their garden and everything else. And I always talk about, Jay, we always talk about pH. Yes. is really important. Mm-hmm. People don't understand their pH is, how important that is. And so you can buy not just, you can buy a pH test kit, which is little tiny little pills, which you can do a home test. Yep. But there's also pH digital ones, which you can stick into the soil, right? Or stick into a, a soil with water and you can get to a test digitally over and over and over and over and over again. And so that's a great Christmas gift as well that you wouldn't think of normally getting one like that. And yeah, then, no doubt. And then now you have a pH test that you can test your your yard all the time. And then things like a Ross root feeder. Okay, it's it's basically a a stick about three feet long has a fertilizer applicator on the top, and then as a bar you hook up to your garden hose, yep, stick it in the ground. Now you can water your big t- trees around the yard or your small shrubs or whatever without the water running down the gutter. Now you're getting the water down to where the roots are, mm-hmm. right? So they're not running off. So also, even for people, people talk about the, we talk about pruning, getting a good pr- pair of pruning shears, right, or a pair of loppers, or a saw, or whatever. But how about people prune their apple trees a lot? And so you got you got your parents or your grandparents still getting on a ladder trying to pick those apples off. So how about a, a telescopic? Basket that picks the apples up on top of the tree. Those are really neat. Right? And so those work great. Great Christmas gift because now you keep those parents and grandparents on the ground, not climbing the tree to get those last apples for that last little bit of pie they want to make or, you know. (laughs) And so there's lots of little gifts like that you can get uh, for the gardener that.
1: um, Maybe you're having a problem with deer in your yard if you live on an acreage, getting one of those sprinklers, those scarecrow sprinklers. It's called a scarecrow
2: sprinkler, right? And so you use it during the summertime and it keeps the, as soon as the motion detector, as soon as it, uh, the Motion goes off; it scares the deer away. I use them on my dock. Uh, I have a water line that goes down to where the dock is, and I use to keep the seagulls off, off my uh, and the pelicans and the pelicans off my dock. Right, and it it's looks
1: pretty great.
0: pretty good anti theft device for it your really, whole house too. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. awesome when we go down to the the lake and where you have to like kind of dodge the the sprinkler when you're getting down the boat off the dock sometimes. <laughs>
2: But or if you have a cat that keeps coming into your yard, well, that's, right? yes, yeah. right? And uh you know, doing this thing thing in your thing, put the motion detector sprinkler, cats don't like water, right? So it nope.
0: keep them out of there. No, nope, they'll go somewhere else. That's yeah. right. Hey, let's go to our text line, one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Uh this is <clears throat> from Robert. Hey, guys, what kind of houseplants did you recommend for somebody to start out with? I don't have any experience with plants. I'd like to get some for my kids for Christmas.
1: Absolutely. That's a great question. And what I would suggest is usually we have more of a low light area. And in the wintertime, even if we have a lot of windows in our house, the amount of daylight hours that we have is really probably a bright indirect area rather yes. than a highlight area because we're only getting about six hours of sunlight. So um, Robert, I would start off with like a peace lily, which is really good. Um, it's a blooming plant. Um, it will almost talk to you, to you and your kids. And so when it is uh, feeling like it needs a little bit of water, the leaves will start drooping a little bit and you wait for the leaves to droop a little bit before you water it. Give it some water and they'll perk back up again. Um, so it's a really easy one um, to grow. So another one is spider plants. Um, those ones are really nice. They got some nice lush leaves on them. And then the, they'll pull these little babies off of them and then the kids can cut the babies, put them into a pot of soil and re-root them. So that's a really nice one. Um, there is um, lipstick plants or goldfish plants. And those are a hanging plant or even a possos Um there's lots of different types of philodendrons, and you can get them into collecting a whole series of philodendrons, even too. And um, that's a really trendy, especially in our millennial um, generation right now, is finding all the different types of philodendrons that you can collect um, out there. Um, there's so many different shapes and sizes, and they're easy to care for, require little maintenance, little water, and a lot of these plants I would say, call them almost neglectables. So you can almost overcare for them, but uh, you they'll talk to you if you're undercaring for them.
0: Uh, recommendation for me. Yes. Is that a snake plant?
1: Yes, is
0: super easy, <laughs> indestructible. Indestructible. They'll they'll grow in bright light. They'll grow and exist in almost no light.
1: Absolutely. They
0: don't really require... I mean, they, yes, they need water eventually, but they can go for weeks. They can go for a month with no water. Yeah. I they water exactly mine the like same. three
1: times a year.
0: Exactly. Right? Um,
1: so Sansevieria is a more vertical growing plant. You yeah. can get them in green, green and yellow, green and white, lots of different color options there. You can get them in dwarf varieties so they don't get very tall, and then you can get taller varieties that will get up to five feet tall. Like
0: I think of all the plants in my house, and the ones that like need the least amount of care is a snake plant. Yeah. It's just the easy... I don't know. To me, it's the easiest one. I've got, and I've got a bunch of them, and they're kind of trendy, right? Yeah, they, they are. They're, they're yeah. definitely trendy for what, you know, in terms of interior decorating, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So the Latin name for snake plant is a Sansevieria So if you're looking hey. for that, or else people will know them as a mother in law's tongue as well, mm-hmm. too.
0: So that's the old name, kind the of, old for, name them. for them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great option. So I hope that gives him some options of some different plants that you can You do just talk about something else too,
2: because you had a theme about watering, right? Yes. And uh, so thinking about that is that I was, I was just thinking about there's a couple in Edmonton that invented this little water meter tester okay. for, for plants, and it's called Quench. And so you stick it into your plant, and then what it does is it, it uh, during the daytime, it'll send out a beep. And I'll tell you that it's time to water it or at nighttime it actually just flashes a light so it doesn't wake you up and drive you nuts at nighttime. <laughs> Really? And so they invented that and then they, so they sell them in garden centres and and, uh, and chain stores across Canada now. Oh, that's so,
0: really cool. That is less guessing, yep, right? We, is, always, yep. we always talk about sticking your finger in but that's still guesswork, yep. right?
2: And it came right from the prairies where it was dreamed of and they put it together.
0: Back to our house plants. We had a text here, not sure who it's from. Can you please tell me how to take care of a Norfolk pine in the house?
1: Oh, absolutely. So one of the things in Norfolk pine is they're almost like an evergreen looking trees but, but they live in the rainforest. So um, they will require a little bit of humidity and our houses are quite dry in the winter time. Um, so what we want to do is we want to make sure that the soil is staying, um, it's drying out between watering. So that's really important. And then I will create a pebble tray around my pot or near my pot. And what a pebble tray is, is basically a tray that I put rocks into and then I pour water into that rocks and I allow it to evaporate around my plant. Mm -hmm. So I can set my plant on top of that pebble tray and it's going to evaporate around it. If I'm spraying or misting my Norfolk pine, it's important that you only mist it enough that that water is going to evaporate in less than 30 seconds. So if you're misting your plant and it's just sitting there dripping, you're going to start getting fungus on your plant. Mm. And And what happens when you
2: get the fungus? I've well, seen it. I've seen it.
1: Your plant will turn black.
2: Turn black and brown. Yep. Yeah, okay. it doesn't
1: look too nice. Yep. The other thing with um, with Norfolk pines is through the wintertime, continue to fertilize them too, continue to keep them healthy, watered, those types of things. Because they are um, susceptible to getting spider mite, you want to keep an eye out for spider mite and make sure you have that jug of endol on hand so that you can check it every 10 days and um, keep those little spiders at bay.
0: We're going to talk about coleus with a question from Lana in Spearwood next. Join the conversation, one 877 I'm Jay Thomas with Jill and Rick. This is Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Oh, how the time flies. Here we are. Last segment of Garden Talk already. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick. Uh one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. That's how you can join the conversation. There is a couple of texts we want to get to here. We talked earlier about transpor- transporting uh tropical plants in the winter and how, you know, especially after Christmas is over, people are gonna want they're gonna miss that green Christmas tree. They're really gonna want some, you know, greenery in their house because we look at a bleak winter I mean it's it is beautiful and white, but uh the green is missing, right? Mm-hmm. For a lot of people. So uh we had Joanna Yorkton said, take your cooler to transplant your plants yes. in the freezing temperatures. What a good idea, because if it can keep your drinks cold in the summer, yep. it can keep the heat in in the winter. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely.
1: that's a great idea. And just remember, like your poinsettias, especially if you're going to the store to grab a poinsettia, make sure you bring something with you that to wrap that plant with. If you're, yep. if you're picking those up, because those are a very tender yep. plant. Otherwise, in a couple of days afterwards, you're going to come have a and, black And remember, plant.
2: some of the stores, some of the stores, whether it be a grocery store or a they always have some paper bag sleeves usually sitting near the exits, yes. okay, so just make sure you use them okay? they, they leave them there for on purpose now you got to wrap them yourself and everything else but uh but, I mean, they're there, so just make sure you use them. You've got some, taking some plants outside. Exactly.
0: Uh, Lana is in Spiritwoods. She says, hey, guys, I am moving my save from summer plants, coleus, petunias, ivy, etc., from upstairs window to my basement grow lights. Is eight hours of grow light enough at this time of year, or should I have the lights on longer? Yeah, 12, 12 to 14.
1: I would say 12 to 14 if you're wanting to keep those growing. Now, a lot of those plants are annuals. So what I would say that they are is they're the mother plants that she's growing that she's going to take cuttings off of those plants. And then those cuttings are going to be what's going to be her nice new plants for next season. If she continues to grow those, even under grow lights, they're going to be a little bit lanky and uh, they're going to start seeding and all those types of things are going to happen. So the best thing for you to do with those coleus is trim those plants down. So that they're nice and bushy and Mm -hmm. stocky, and then they're going to grow up, and then you'll have lots of nodes on those plants to be able to take cuttings from them. Put those into soil in about February, they'll root for you, and they'll be ready to plant out into your gardening containers for next year.
0: Here's what we did this year, is we had a bunch of coleus we had saved from the year before. They were on the deck, they got huge. In fact, the pots that they were in were big pots, like 14 inches around. Okay, and when I, when it, when the, you know, we, we before the frost came, we took a bunch of cuttings off yep. of the different. There's about four or five different f- colors we've got, and put the cuttings in water. So okay, there we go. Then the plant is going in in the garbage because the frost hit it. Yep. That's it. I had to use a knife to cut the roots to get it to come out of the pot. There were yeah. so many. Yep. We actually broke one of our pots. It blew it up. It, 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 the roots blew it up. But the point is, though. So we took those cuttings just before the frost came. They rooted, they're now in little pots, little growing pots under grow lights, and we just find that if we just sort of keep them pruned, if you let them go, they go crazy, all leggy leggy and gross, uh, but if you just sort of stay on top of it and keep them a nice little pruned shape, those have worked to just keep over winter, plunk outside when they're hardened off, and... Away you go.
1: Yeah, and those coleus and the petunias, they don't take very long to root. They probably no. take about t- uh, 10 to 14 days to root. So you can don't have to take those cuttings off of those mother plants very early. You can do that um, in about February, um, sort of chop them chop them off the plants right under a node, about like maybe a centimeter under a node, um, which a node is where the leaf comes out of the main stem, and stick them in water or some moist soil in your little greenhouses, and they'll be ready to go.
0: we got a, cr- a good text here from uh, Donna, who's in more and lake and this is uh, this is a great It kind of ties in what we were talking about. She says, love your show. What should I use to clean my indoor plants? They're getting a little dusty. And that Um, does happen.
1: You know what? Just a a, a microfiber cloth and some water works great for doing that. Um, So I usually will wipe them first with the microfiber cloth. Just get the dust off of them. If you want to spray some leaf shine on them, um, that will sort of protect them a little bit and keep the dust from sitting on them. So then the the dust can um, sort of blow off. One thing we don't have in our houses, we don't have rain and we don't have wind in our Houses. So, in nature outside, well, you, do, you
0: got a big problem.
1: <laughs> Wait, in, in nature outside, you you have that airflow happening all the time, so the leaves are getting cleaned off. Yes. But in our houses, if we don't wipe down our leaves every once in a while, or take them into the shower and say, hose them off,
2: take them for shower, um, cover up the soil, so the soil is get all soaked up. You know, put a plastic bag over top. Just of take
1: them into the shower and hose them, hose off, them off, or in the bathtub. Yep. And uh, and that will be sufficient. But remember, you're wanting to make sure those leaves are clean so that they can f- continue doing the photosynthesis. And they
2: also they will wash off when you do it that way. You you can take your, 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 if you have a wand in your, sh- in your shower or your bathtub, and you can wash them down to wash off some of the spider mite and insects off too. Yeah. Well, this goes without saying, but we'll
0: say it anyways. Don't use anything else to clean them, right? As in, don't use a chemical or a spray, just water. Just and, water. Um, like you said, microfiber. You could maybe use paper towel if you wanted yeah, to, Yeah, right? if you
1: wanted to use a soap or something like that, I would use like a Dawn dish soap, something okay. that you would yes. use to make an insecticidal soap. Um, so, I, you could use so that. that would be
0: okay. That yes. would be
1: okay, but um, it's a very mild soap solution that you would use right
0: But just a couple drops in a, yeah. big, a bucket of water kind of exactly thing. yeah okay cool well thank you for all the texts uh from everybody who's texted us today and all the calls that have rolled in here don't forget we've got the santa claus parade downtown saskatoon which fires up at one o'clock today and regina's today as well yeah that's right so uh enjoy that if you're going down there it looks like it's going to be a pretty good day for it warm enough you're not uh freezing to death and maybe we'll get a little bit of that uh, Christmassy snow coming down at the same time
1: get outside enjoy nature and enjoy the weather
0: Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you same time, same place next weekend. You've been listening to Garden Talk on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME.